0: to be in God's house it's good to be with you good people of the Lord amen we're excited to be here and uh, glad to be in California for a few days and to give honor to all the good saints of God give honor amen to all of the ministry God bless you brethren love you very much give honor to my pastor and pastor's wife thank you for being who you are amen we love you and God bless you And it's good to have my sweet wife and our daughter, Emily. Amen. And uh, we're going to have a good time in the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. And we need the help of the Lord. I have preached at uh, over 80 different, I counted up one time, over 80 different apostolic churches in my home state alone. But I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, You don't ever try to do it without God. We need Him in the middle of everything we're doing. Amen. And uh, He's going to help us tonight. If you have your Bible, uh, Matthew chapter 17, Matthew chapter number 17, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 14 in Matthew chapter 17, and we're going to read down through verse number 22. Matthew chapter 17, verse number 14. The Bible says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For all times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to the disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. And then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, You shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Verse 21 says, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. While they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men. Amen. So I want to preach from just this portion of Scripture for a little while tonight. I want to entitle it this. Maybe it will make just a little more sense in a few minutes. But I want to entitle it this. What the enemy doesn't want you to know. What the enemy doesn't want you to know. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your Word. Thank you for this congregation, thank you for your mercy. I pray that you touch every heart in here tonight. God, that you would speak to us with purpose, on purpose. God, that you would touch every need, break chains, speak to hearts, heal minds, speak peace, speak joy. I praise you and I give you all the glory. Thank you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen for standing uh, tonight. I read to you tonight from the Word of the Lord and um, specifically read to you uh, the entire story of this young man that is a lunatic and uh, possessed with uh, a devil. And um, Jesus shows up on the scene to deliver him. I'm going to read to you tonight from a... I'm just going to read verses 19 through 22 again. I'm going to read to you out of a different version of the Bible. And um, I just want you to kind of listen in and and, and notice the difference. I I read to you my scripture text out of the King James. And I'm just going to reread these. Uh, quickly in your hearing verse 19 out of this version said then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked why couldn't we drive it out verse 20 says he replied because you have so little faith I tell you the truth if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you When they came together in Galilee, he said to them, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. Did you catch it? This particular version of the Bible that I read to you, I read to you just like it's recorded in that, and it's a very popular version of the Bible. A lot of people use it. Amen. That... uh, Read to you verse 19, read to you verse 20, and read to you verse 22. And the reason I did this is because this particular version of the Bible has no verse 21. You'll notice that as I was reading, it left out the verse that said, How this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. It skips verse 21 and goes straight into verse 22, which is a different direction into another story. Now, number one, I'm going to tell you tonight that I am not against, number one, I am not against using other versions of the Bible. As a matter of fact, I've not even told you what version this is. Um, I personally preach and teach out of the King James Version. I do use other versions of the Bible to compare. I use them to study. I read the uh, correlating scripture a lot of times, so I'm, I'm not here to rail on other versions of the Bible. Number two, neither am I here to argue about whether this particular verse of scripture Was in the original or not, I'm not here to cross swords with you even about that. And number three, I'm surely not here to preach a message that glorifies the enemy. Amen. But what I do want you to understand is in this particular version of the Bible that they decided to take out the particular verse that deals with prayer and fasting. Amen. And I would say that if the enemy could, he would love to see every single verse that deals with the subject of prayer and fasting be taken out of God's Holy Scripture. Amen. Because what the enemy doesn't want you to know is prayer is powerful. He doesn't want you to know that that's where the source of strength is from. He doesn't want you to know that prayer breaks strongholds, that prayer puts demons to flight. He doesn't want you to know that prayer moves mountains, and prayer changes things, and prayer touches a sinner's heart. Amen. He doesn't want you to know. That's why Jesus said, Jesus did not say, if you pray. uh, He said, when you pray. Amen. It was just a, a guaranteed fact. Jesus knew uh, that if you were going to be a disciple of his and you were going to walk after him and follow after him, that it, it was just a given that, that you were going to have to have a relationship in prayer. Amen. To have access to spiritual things. Uh, amen. That's the foundation. And so he just took it as foundational. And so prayer is so important that the prayers of the saints, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, the prayers of the saints, they are stored up in heaven. Prayer is so important that the Bible tells us in Acts 10 uh, that God was recording the prayers of a man. Keep in mind, he had not yet been baptized in Jesus' name. He had not yet received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Amen. He did not know anything about any of those things. Uh, Amen. But, amen, God was recording every prayer that Cornelius prayed uh, even before he received the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. That's how important prayer is. Amen. Prayer is important. Amen. I'm preaching to people tonight that know how to pray. I'm preaching to people tonight. And no doubt I feel your spirit. Amen. You know the value of prayer. You know what prayer can do. And you have seen God answer prayers, and you've seen God touch needs, and you've seen God move mountains, and then there's been times when you you didn't see the mountain move, that God gave you the strength to climb the mountain through prayer, amen, but I am also preaching tonight, I feel in the Holy Ghost to people, uh, amen, who know how to pray, know the value of prayer, but I'm preaching to people that are also discouraged about. Their prayers being an answered, Amen. In the days that um, they relied solely on uh, wind power to power those large ships and the sails, uh, they tell me that they could get to certain places that they would call doldrums. Uh, it would be places on the ocean where there was no wind current. It would be places where the the sail would go slack and the ocean would become placid and, and calm because there was no breeze blowing to catch the sail to power them on to where they needed to go. It wasn't that they didn't know how to sail. It wasn't that the sails weren't built right and the ship wasn't together right. It was simply that they were into a place. They had ventured into a place uh, a where there there was no wind current and no breeze blowing. And I would tell you tonight, uh, amen, I, I don't want to be discouraging to you, I want to be encouraging before this service is over, but I would tell you that sometimes in uh, our spiritual walk, sometimes in the Holy Ghost, uh, we can get to places like that, uh, amen, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're doing what we know we're supposed to do. We're praying like we know that we're supposed to pray, uh, Amen. But we're just arrived in that place spiritually. Uh, amen. Where we feel like nothing's moving and nothing's happening uh, and nothing's taking place because uh, we're not seeing the results that we want to see at that particular time. We're not seeing the prayers answered like we want them to be answered. Uh, amen. But I'm praying tonight uh, and prayed before this service uh, that a fresh wind current of the Holy Ghost, uh, Amen, would blow across us. Uh, amen. It was we labor for the kingdom, uh, and as we pray the prayer of faith, uh, and as we spend the time and toil, uh, amen, pleading before God and praying like we know how to pray, uh, amen, I'm praying that a fresh wind current of the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, would catch our prayers uh, and catch our voice, uh, amen, and catch our plea and in our intercessions tonight, uh, amen, and things would begin to shift, uh, and things would begin to move in the Holy Ghost, uh, amen. Amen. I'm preaching to you. uh, Amen. That the enemy doesn't want us to know uh, that if you'll keep on praying uh, and you'll keep on believing, uh, amen. uh, It's going to happen. It's going to take place. God is going to move. Amen. Those prayers are going to get answered. uh, Amen. Chains are going to break. Amen. Walls of opposition are going to come down. uh, Amen. Uh, God hears your plea and God hears your prayer. Amen. And the enemy doesn't want you to know. uh, Amen. How powerful it is when one saint of God falls to their knees uh, and prays the prayer of faith. God begins to move and God begins to touch. Uh, Amen. God is an awesome God. And sometimes, sometimes what the enemy doesn't want you to know. It's when times are the hardest and things are the toughest and it seems like your obstacles are the greatest. It's just before the time, amen, that God is going to break forth and give you your greatest victory. Amen. When your back's against the wall, it's just when God's getting ready to do an incredible work. Every place you read in the Word of God where there's a storm, every place you read where there's some... kind kind of storm, be it natural, amen, or be it uh, just a a spiritual storm, uh, you can read just on the other side, if you'll just keep reading just a little bit, right on the other side of that storm, uh, in every place in Scripture, there's a miracle that happens uh, exactly on the other side of that storm, uh, amen, that's why the patriarchs prayed, uh, Abraham prayed, Isaac prayed, Jacob prayed, uh, amen man. Moses prayed. Daniel prayed. Jeremiah he prayed. David prayed because they understood the power of prayer. They understood things happen. Chains break. Walls come down. Thank God for a place of prayer. They understood that miracles happen. That people are healed. That heart disease, amen, is healed. That cancer is healed. Amen. That issues of high blood pressure Pressure and low blood pressure. Amen. They're healed because somebody prayed. They understood. Amen. That doors are open that once were shut. That once demons blocked, those doors begin to open when people begin to pray. Thank God for a place of prayer. Amen. Peter and John were just uh, on to another dutiful day of of praying. The hour of prayer. Amen. When the miracle happened uh, and the lame man began to walk, uh, it just seemed maybe like a little routine. Uh, I'm just going through my routine. Uh, Amen. But in the middle of the routine, uh, God broke through. uh, Amen. Because the enemy didn't want him to realize uh, how powerful your prayers can be. Uh, And the enemy doesn't want you to realize and sometimes we're right there just we're right there at the goal sometimes it's just about to happen sometimes it's just about to take place and we're feeling like the wind's not blowing and nothing's stirring and we're just going why am I even praying why am I even wasting my time why am I even coming again and saying the same thing over and over again amen I'm just telling you that it's in those moments. Amen. You just keep the faith and keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because it's getting ready to take place. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The truth is with God. Amen. The truth is that With God, it's not a matter of how long you've had your problem. I I read in the Scripture that the children of Israel... They had a three-day problem. They were journeying into the wilderness and the Bible says uh, that they were three days without water. Uh, I read in another place in the New Testament that Lazarus had lain in in the grave for four days. Uh, They had a four-day problem. Uh, I read in another place back in the Old Testament that the children of Israel had a six-day problem uh, as they marched around some walls uh, that wouldn't move. Uh, I read of a Daniel that had a 21 day problem uh, and no answer uh, to his dilemma. Amen. I read in the New Testament with a lady uh, with an issue of blood uh, for 12 years uh, and and, and and at the same time uh, she's struggling with a 12 year issue. uh, Amen. On the other side uh, of town uh, there's a young lady that's 12 years old that's laying and dying. I read about a lady that's bowed with a spirit of infirmity and she's been bowed down that way couldn't rise up uh, for 18 years uh, I read in John chapter 5 uh, that there's a man that's laying by the pool of Bethesda and he's been laying there he's had an infirmity for 38 uh, years uh, I read in Acts chapter 3 that there's a lame man that's been lame from his mother's womb uh, and he's over 40 years of age uh, I read about a lady uh, by the name of Sarah that for 90 years She's been unable to have and give birth to a child. Amen. I read about the children of Israel that are down in Egyptian bondage for 430 years. But I want to tell you, the Israelites' three-day problem went right out the window when God showed Moses a tree and he put it into the water. Amen. And the bitter waters become sweet. God can take your bitter life. Amen. Amen. And he can make it sweet, flowing with the well of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I read about a God that stepped up to a tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. And biblical commentators say that Jesus had to be careful to call him by his first name. He just couldn't say, come forth. Because if he had, every person in the cemetery would have got up out of their grave And began to walk. I read about a children of Israel that nothing happened for six days, but on the seventh day, walls started coming down. Amen. Blocks started breaking and walls started falling down flat. Amen. I read about a Daniel that didn't give up and didn't quit praying. And the angel said, I was on the way the first day you prayed, and I'm glad you didn't quit praying. Because the answer's here. I read about a lady... That the Bible said, Amen. She tried every doctor. She'd spent all her money. She crawled through the crowd, and the Bible said she just touched the hem of his garment. Now Jesus was keeping with Old Testament law, which I believe that He was. He told him a long time ago, sew around the bottom of your garment a ribbon of blue. Why a ribbon of blue, God? Because that stands for my holiness. That. You are a holy people. When she grabbed a hold of the bottom of that garment of Jesus, she grabbed hold probably of that ribbon, the blue. What do you say? I'm saying she touched His holiness, and a 12-year problem was gone in an instant. It was an 18-year problem problem with a lady with a spirit of infirmity, amen, and it was gone in an instant as Jesus said woman, thou art loosed, hey, I'm just gonna tell you, it doesn't matter if it's three days, four days six days, twelve years, eighteen years amen, thirty-eight years forty years, ninety years I dare say nobody's been in a dilemma for four hundred and thirty years, but when God got ready to move there was no Pharaoh in Egypt amen that could stop the progress of almighty God what are you saying I'm saying what the enemy doesn't want you to know is if you keep on praying good things are on the way if you can call on the name of Jesus amen there is nothing that can stand against the power of the name of Jesus Woo! The problem is. The problem is. We're human. The problem is. The problem is. We order our day differently. Than God orders his day. Do you ever realize that? With, with, us, with us humans we. We. You know, we get up in the morning most of the time. We start our day in the bright hours. We say, it's a brand new day. It's light. And then we end our day at one of the darkest times of the 24-hour span. We end it at midnight, and we say, that's a calendar day. I've made a day. But not God. God orders His day in exact reverse of how we order our day. God starts His day in the dark. And He ends it in the light. You say, how do you know, Brother Buzzer? Because I read my Bible. And I read in Genesis 1, And the evening and the morning were the first day. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Amen. Did you catch my drift or do I need to snow again? Amen. I'm just telling you. Amen. God orders His day differently. We started in the light and ended in the dark. But He starts with the dark and ends it in the light. Uh, Amen. He starts with the bad stuff and ends with the good stuff. Uh, Amen. That's why if you're going by your timetable, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, But if you're going by God's timetable, it's going to come out right every time. Oh, somebody help me preach just a little bit longer. Woo! That's why he said, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh that joy coming In the morning, he said, You start with the bad, and I'm going to end up with the good. And it's going to turn out all right. I'm telling you, what you got to remember, uh, that the enemy knows, uh, if you'll stay faithful, God's a good God. Uh, He likes delighting, uh, amen, pouring out blessings on his children, Uh, amen. Uh, The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, uh, and he added no sorrow to it, Uh, amen. We can find favor. We can find victory. If we just won't forget, you gotta keep on praying. You gotta keep on believing. Amen. You gotta keep on fasting. You say, I prayed. Well, if it's if it's if it's the will of God, you need to keep on praying. If it's not the will of God, He'll let you know. But you can't give up. And you can't quit. There's a little old poem that says it like this. It says, when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but never quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure turns about when he might have won if he'd stuck it out. Stick to your task, though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with one more blow. Success is failure, turn inside out, the silver tin of the clouds of doubt. And he never can tell how close you are, it may be near when it seems far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit, it's when things seem worst that you mustn't quit. How many need a miracle in your life? How many need a miracle in your family? How many need a miracle in your finances? How many got lost loved ones that you want to see filled with the Holy Ghost? Amen. How many got lost family members? You want to see them in this church? Amen. How many got physical infirmities that you want to see God heal? Amen. How many got high walls and, and, and strong towers that you want to see brought down? How I mean, when you see God use you, uh, Amen. I'm gonna tell you, Amen. You just gotta keep getting up, uh, and you gotta keep praying, uh, Amen. Uh, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Uh, whatsoever a man soweth, uh, that shall he also reap. Uh, amen. Uh, it's on its way. Uh, it's coming. Uh, you gotta keep praying. Uh, you gotta keep believing. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart, uh, Amen. It's not for the weak need, uh, Amen. It's not for those uh, with no backbone but it's for the man or the woman or the ministry or the individual that knows Hey, I don't want to ever lose the art of prayer because the enemy knows if I'll keep praying his kingdom's coming down in Jesus' name I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost would you lift your hands and love the Lord with me for just a minute here hallelujah 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. God's talking to somebody. Somebody's discouraged. You know how to pray. But you're discouraged in the results. You know, God's interesting in how He works. You say, well, why do I have to go through this? Why couldn't God just answer right away? Why do I have to go through this problem? Why do I have to face hardship and trial and difficulty? Why couldn't God just make it easy? Why couldn't He just remove every dilemma? Why couldn't he just take away every problem before I had to face it? Because he knows if he removed every problem, we'd quit depending on him. And we'd start thinking we could do it. So sometimes, have you ever have you ever thought about the fact that there's a couple different stories in the book of Acts concerning the Apostle Paul and And one of those stories, they're about to tie they're tying Paul up and they're about to beat him. And they've got him tied up and they're about to whip him, and he stops them and he says he says, Can you is it lawful for you to for you to beat a Roman that's uncondemned? And they started dropping whips, and they started backing up, and they they started they started uh, get going to the boss man and saying, "Hey, you got to be careful. This man's a Roman citizen." Paul said that just in time to save himself a lot of stripes on the back. And he wasn't beaten and he was treated with class and dignity in that particular case because he used his Roman citizenship. Now, what what I marvel at is you read another story and they're on their way to prayer and they get sick and tired of this demon-possessed young lady. She keeps saying... These men are servants of the Most High God. They show us the way unto salvation. And Paul finally gets tired of it. She's got a a serpent-like spirit. If you you, you go back on the word there, it it comes from the word python in the Greek. She's got a a serpent-like spirit. He cast the spirit out. She can't tell fortunes anymore because she's not demon-possessed anymore. And the people that were pulling the strings in her life, you got to be careful who you let pull the strings in your life. The people who were pulling the strings in her life uh, saw that we're not going to make any more money off of her because uh, she has lost the ability to tell people's fortunes. They take, they're mad about their money. That's what most problems come down to. They're mad about their money. They take Paul and Silas. They drag them into the marketplace. They rip their clothes off. And they start beating them. You say, what's the big deal, Brother Basil? Well, the big deal is, if Paul had wanted to, he could have done the very same thing. He could have said, wait a minute, Roman citizen. And they would have backed up. They would have said, don't touch him. We don't want to be in trouble with Rome. And he could have saved himself from going through a problem, a trial, a beating, being thrown in the next instant, in a Philippian jail having his feet fastened in stocks I'm going to tell you amen it wasn't wasn't the Hilton Garden Inn either it was probably a rat infested roach infested prison cell amen but he could have saved himself a lot of problem by just saying hey I'm a Roman you can't beat me and you can't throw me in jail being falsely accused and it would have shut the whole thing down but Paul just kept on praying and he kept on praising and he kept on singing. Why, Brother Basil? Because he realized that God's purpose was greater than the pain that he was going through and the jailhouse got shook at midnight and the Philippian jailer and his family got baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus and he converted his whole household and it never would have happen if Paul hadn't walked through, amen, the dark trial and the beating and the jailhouse. You'd say, Brother Boswell, why do I have to go through this? Why can't God just answer right away? Because sometimes, amen, there's something on the other side of your pain that God is trying to work out. Sometimes there's something on the other. And and God said, hey, they're just not quitting. They're just not giving up. They just won't stop. Up. Oh, somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Ooh, come on, stand with me. Let's give the Lord some praise. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. You said I've been praying. Good. You said I've been faithful. Good. You said it. It ain't happened yet. That's okay. You said my body's in pain. It's gonna be all right. You said I ain't got what I needed yet. Just hang on. God's in control of the clock. One old preacher said it's his eye is on the clock and his hand is on the thermostat. And he knows how much you can take. And what the enemy doesn't want you to know is if you keep praying, sooner or later, God's going to take notice. You say, how do you know, Brother Basil? Because I know if he is keeping record of a Gentile that didn't even have the Holy Ghost? How much more is he keeping track of your prayers uh, that knows there's one God uh, that's been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, that's been filled with His Spirit? See, the problem is, and I'm not trying to be unkind, the problem is some of you prayed so long about some things you've quit believing God can do it. You, you quit praying. You're just going through the routine. That's why the Bible said not just to pray, but He said praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why there's a difference between singing and really singing. There's a difference between praying and really tagging in and praying. You can't just pray. You've got to touch God. you got to tag in. If the enemy could, he'd take it. I marveled at this verse because in the King James, the word, the word pray is mentioned over 300 times. But as I began to study this alternate version of the Bible, I realized that in that particular version of the Bible, the word pray was only mentioned 100 and something times. Almost 200 times they cleverly took out the word pray, Elder. Almost 40 times they took out the word blood. Why? Because the enemy knows where the power source is. And the devil can't stop a praying church. I'm going to say it again. The devil can't stop a praying church. I said a devil can't stop a praying church. There she goes again. She's praying. We're in trouble now. There they go again. They're in the prayer room again. We're in trouble now. They got their faith back. The wind's blowing again. We're in trouble now. They got a made up mind. They're going to see that lost loved one saved. Yeah. Oh, we're in trouble now. They got a made up mind. They're going to see a breakthrough. They're going to get a blessing. Woo. I don't know if you're feeling out there what I'm feeling up here, but it feels good in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, clap your hands one more time and give the Lord some praise. Woo. Come on all over the house. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can't quit. You can't stop. How many be just be honest with yourself? Don't raise your hand. Just be honest. You've been slacking a little on your prayer. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you a crazy world needs a crazy church. A crazy world needs a fire baptized church that's made up their mind. I'm going to pray. Would you close your eyes? Would you lift your hands with me? Hallelujah. Oh, God, come on, somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Somebody reach out to the Lord with me tonight. Come on, it's time to believe again. It's time to pray again. It's time to touch God again. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to ask you tonight, I know it's a Wednesday night, but I'm going to ask you, if you need something from the Lord, you need a miracle, you need healing, you need the Holy Ghost, you need a financial breakthrough, you need a refreshing, you need the wind to blow in your life, I want you to step out. I want you to walk down to an altar and lift your hands. Come on, let's begin to pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, pray. Pray with me right now. Is that- uh-